Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. Linehan, the man you can trust with this offense. Pat Smith. Oh, it's passed. It's buried. We had a funeral. We pressed F to pay our respects. <laughs> and now we're moving on. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. Super <laughs> Super Slam. <laughs> Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good day to you and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your favorite podcast for the Jacksonville Jaguars, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Hey, hey, hey. Pat Smith. Yes, sir. And your facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. What's up? Today is Thursday, January 21st. First episode of the new year. Happy 2021, everybody. Of course, a lot of news has come out about our Jags now that the season is over. But you know us. We like to hang back and let the dust settle, let things develop so we can speak on these events as a whole. We take on the rumors and the hearsay on our Twitter, so hang around there if you want to get crazy. But here on the show, we got to give you takes. And the takes don't fly until the news does, so that's where we are now. First topic of the day, we can't hit on anything else before we address our new head coach, Urban Myth, Urban Legend, Urban Meyer. Sean told me to say that. (laughs) A man whose name you should recognize, especially if you're here in Florida. But if you don't, our man Sean has the resume for you. Sean, give us a quick 411 on on Urban Meyer before we get into your takes. Urban Meyer is a career winner. He has won everywhere that he has gone. Okay, he took Bowling Green State, all right, from irrelevant dumpster dweller to relevant in college football. He took Utah from irrelevant in college football and built that program up into a powerhouse and ended up going to the Fiesta Bowl and won that damn thing, okay? He won, but he's almost won every bowl game he's been in. His bowl record is ridiculous. He uh, it's, he goes to Florida, University of Florida, who had one title uh, its entire inception, conception, or whatever. I, I don't know which word is correct. But the, the whole time that Florida's been a school, they had one national title. And in the six years that Urban Meyer was at Florida, they won two. He leaves Florida due to health concerns, goes to Ohio State, and wins another national championship. All right. He has an overall record of 187 victories and 32 losses as a head coach. Urban Meyer is a game changer. He's a culture changer. He comes in, he grabs the program by the throat and says, this is a winning culture and this is what I'm going to instill. He's done it in the college ranks up until now. All right. 
He's going to try it in the NFL. He has no NFL experience, has no NFL background. He's never been in an NFL locker room, never never been on NFL sidelines, as far as I know. And now he's going to do all those things. He's he's We literally gave him the keys to the castle and says, hey, rebuild this program from the ground up. We've got all the cap space in the world. We've got the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, coming into town. Uh, phenom at quarterback. All right, can, most can't-miss prospect to come out of uh, the collegiate ranks since John Elway. All right. And we're going to say, hey, Urban Meyer, you show us what you can do. Build this program in the NFL. Let's see what you got. The thing about Urban Meyer is he has used health concerns as reasons not to coach, not to want to coach. That's We're really rolling the dice here because he has to stay healthy and he has to stay committed. He has to stay interested. That's another thing. He he, he goes from place to place because he, he doesn't really – he doesn't stay interested that long. Like, the longest tenure was Ohio State. His last one was seven years. That's crazy. When you look at Mike Tomlin's, um, you know, stead with uh, Pittsburgh, you look at Bill Belichick with New England, you look at all these coaches that that stay there where they're at for so long and have such sustained success, how much sustained success are we going to get from Urban Meyer? Who knows? These questions are going to be answered over the next few years, Hopefully, hopefully lots of years. But as of right now, there's not a person in Jacksonville that wears teal. On a, on a weekly basis, a Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars shirt, Jacksonville Jaguars hat, Jacksonville Jaguars underwear, any person that w- roots for this team at all that can't be excited. You, We have excitement in Duval for the first time in a very long time. There's no Tom Coughlin, uh, you know, a fuddy-duddy and around. There's no Doug Marone at the helm. We got a sexy head coach. We got a sexy quarterback. This team is going to be nationally relevant. I guarantee you. We will have three or more nationally televised games in 2021, and that is strictly because of all the excitement that's going to be around this program. Shad Khan said that this was going to be a ticket that was going to be hard to get when he first bought this team. It took a while. It took a lot of losing. But, man, we got a hot ticket here now with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer at the helm. It is a great day to be a Jaguar fan because we have excitement. We have hope for the future, and Urban Meyer brings all that to us. Yeah, now, I mean, you got to proceed with caution. Obviously, I mean, the, this is full send, but in the back of your head, any any logical thinking person obviously has some doubt and some concern. The guy hasn't coached in two years. Um, you know, he's had these these health issue opportunities, as I like to call them, to evacuate his circumstances and go into another better situation. I mean, he left Florida in shambles. Let's call it spade a spade. OK, he left that program in shambles. He saw the road coming up. He saw that it was going to be a rebuilding time, that there was going to be some losing on the docket. And he got out. He did. I mean, call it what you want, whether he was sick, healthy, whatever, left it. Bye-bye, went to Ohio, won some titles in Ohio. Didn't leave Ohio nearly as bad in shape, but, I mean, did leave uh, abruptly after a while, and and he's been on a two-year hiatus ever since. He's been, you know, if, you, if you've been watching college football, he's on uh, Fox, I believe, and that's that's where he's been uh, doing his analysis, his... his uh, Scheming, his advising, and, and kind of giving you preparation for the slate ahead of uh, the day's ball games. Now, with all that said, the guy is a recruiting genius. Okay, if you look in the NFL right now, right now, okay, keep in mind the timeline we just gave you. Right now, there's 57, I believe, 57 or 56 active NFL players that have been coached under Urban Meyer. Okay, so the guy knows talent. He recognizes talent. That's something that you can't take away from him. That guy has an ambition of winning that 
is untouchable, I think. There's very few guys that would are willing to win as bad as he is. And that's something that we haven't had in Jacksonville for quite some time. Coughlin didn't have that mentality. Okay. He he used to say win lunch, win that, but at what expense? You know? He 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 was a he was a guy that was well out of the era. We've all known this. But uh Doug Marone didn't have that mentality. Um Gus Bradley obviously didn't have that mentality. So he brings in a mental that says, I'm going to win no matter what it takes. Okay. And he will. He will. He will do whatever. I, I'm, I'm almost positive he sold some souls in the past and he's he's had to do some dirty work. But he's, he's I mean, you could look at Florida as well. I mean, to can keep that team together in 2008. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting for the 30 for 30. Of that team that the between Cooper and Hernandez and Tintibo, uh, that's that is a uh locker room I would have loved to hear more about. But regardless, he is known to keep uh the infrastructure of a team, no matter the personalities, no matter the conflicting um characters that you may have, he can control that. He can certainly take care of, and he's going into a team that's very young. I mean, this is as close to a college team in the NFL as you're going to get as far as the average age of the player. Um, But I know that eventually he's going to have to adapt. He will have to understand how the NFL works, and that'll only come with time. So far, he said everything well. He's had a he had a quick little presser where he he talked about you know player lives and and understanding from a player point of view that you know he's he's going to be a player friendly coach. He always has been. I mean, that's always been his his idea. All the players that he's coached love this guy. I mean, Brandon Spikes loves this guy. Plenty of guys out there that love this cat. So he's he's going to, again, bring in a mental that hasn't been on this team before. I mean, you, you come from the Hitler regime that we just, we're just we just getting out of with, with Coughlin and, and company. And, and you're going into a more player-friendly environment. And I think that's only going to attest to winning. If you look at the other younger programs, uh, like the Cliff Kingsbury, like the uh, Sean McVay's, those guys are bringing in a different mental on those teams that that you know is is projected to a more younger approach and more suitable to today's era of football. You got to call it what it is. You can't change the way the times are turning. You have to adapt. And I think that he'll bring in a, a, an aspect that will give you that. So yeah. So Urban comes in. You're cleaning house entirely. Um, uh, he's he's project. You know he's he's evaluating talent as far as the coaching staff is concerned. Um, the only confirmation I've seen so far is uh, Warhop, the offensive line coach. He is going into year three. I think I'm not too upset about that, to be honest with you. If there's one position group in the entire uh, team, the offensive line is the most important. You want to keep that as static as possible, and obviously got, with talent. But I got a bit of news for you on that front, too, though, where the, I think the Urban Meyer uh, news hurts the offensive line the most. And you know why? Why is that? Do you know where Andrew Norwell played college? Uh, uh, Ohio State. The three years that Urban Meyer was there. Okay. So, well, I mean, Andrew Norwell is most likely here to well, stay. Well, okay, if he's here to stay, fine. But maybe, maybe we finally got a coach that that knows how to use him correctly. I don't know, dude. I, I, I mean, I mean, that's all I could hope for. I don't know what to say about this offensive line. Okay, other than I know that you still need a left tackle. I don't care who you are. You still need a left tackle. I, the, what we've been doing right now is not going to work. You need to protect Trevor's blind side. You need to figure that out. Get a left tackle in there. Other than that, I mean, the offensive line. It, you don't think we can is, re-sign uh, Cam Robinson 
at left tackle and then uh, use that money elsewhere you want to upgrade? If it depends on who the upgrade is. I mean, if I can get a name, if I can get a vet that's been in the league for a while and, and, and can come in and I and that's a position I don't have to worry about. Cam going into next year, I still have to worry about Cam Robinson. He's not a solidified left tackle. Not not that I've seen in the last two years. Has he been better? Yeah, he's he's gotten better. There's been better games this, this last year, especially in a in a relatively, you know, losing season. The some of the few highlights you had was that Cam Robinson did okay. But I don't know if I want okay in that position. I mean, there's a few positions that I need better than okay, and left tackle is one of them. Um, so I, I, the last thing I want to do is give Cam Robinson a contract and he gets Andrew Norwell syndrome. Okay, the guy finds his money, gets his guaranteed in, and 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 now he's like, okay, I'm good. Now I can start laxing off again. You know, I don't want that. That's that's what I don't want. Well, and he knows it because there's no one behind him to play left tackle. Let's stay on. Let's stay on Urban Meyer. You know, let's not bury the lead too much. Sure. Uh, I want to see what type of culture he's going to bring in. And uh, trust me, I'm playing the game. I'm looking around the league for players that played under him in college, and I'm seeing like who could he bring in to help do that culture. I'm seeing John Simon, linebacker with uh, the Patriots, because you know he's going to bring in his. He, he's got. He's got to bring in a couple guys that are going to trumpet for him. And uh, you know, I don't think I don't think Malcolm Jenkins was there when he was there. Uh, I think all the Florida Gators. He left Florida in 2011, and I think most of that team is maybe Brian Poole or a couple a, a couple uh, holdovers from those teams. But uh, he's gonna he's got to have somebody in that locker room on his side because he's gonna win over a, he's gonna have to win over a bunch of grown men for the first time in his life. Like he he's not gonna be talking to a bunch of twenty year olds, nineteen year olds, eighteen year olds. He's not gonna be sitting down with their parents in the in their living rooms. He he's he's gonna be sitting down with their kids, you know, their their teenage kids, their you know, twelve year old kid like he's gonna be dealing with grown men and it's a whole different world when you're talking to a grown man and earning his respect than some kid that's fresh out of high school. Yeah. So that's a huge element and he's gonna need guys in that locker room trumpeting for him in order to earn his respect. And so I think you're going to see a lot of guys from Ohio State get brought in here, like uh, whether it's John Simon or Andrew Norwell's already on the team. Um, you know, I, I mean, you're not going to get Zeke Elliott. You know, you're not. Uh, hopefully not Dwayne Haskins. Please, God, do not bring Dwayne Haskins on this team. Uh, you know, but I'm just, that that's, I'm playing the game now. I'm trying to figure out what this team's going to look like, what this chemical makeup is. Uh, yeah. Urban Meyer is a spread offense guy. He's always been a spread offense guy. James Robinson is a pro style running back. Is James Robinson going to be a fit in Urban Meyer's spread scheme? Or is he going to change his scheme to match his talent on the team? Like it's so, you know, it's confusing to me a little bit. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work it out. I mean, I, I think to a certain regard, you, this isn't, again, like you said, in the NFL versus college, just, although we may have the cap space for it, it would be stupid of him to start bringing on Ohio State guys simply for the mere fact that they're Ohio State guys. I mean, it does. It doesn't work that way. I mean, as far as from a player standpoint, they just know the way he likes to coach. Well, yeah, sure, but again, that's going to have to adapt. You know, again, that's there are some things that he's not. He has to understand that he's going into this this new position, not being able to do everything that he used to do. I mean, sure, if you look, I forgot to mention earlier, Anthony Schlegel. 
that's the that's your new strength and conditioning coach for the Jaguars, former Ohio State guy. That guy's huge, huge. That guy is huge, huge. Dude. That's that's a listen. That's a juicing scandal. I can't wait to hear about. That's that's coming down the pipeline for sure. Yeah, I mean that guy is built like a brick shit house. If you haven't seen the picture of him, oh, those guys aren't getting drug tested. Those guys aren't getting drug tested. Yeah, the offensive line coach for Miami who's doing blow on the sidelines. Every no, week. what are you talking about? Taylor Lewan was just popped a, a year no. ago. Oh no, I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the coach. Oh no, I'm he talking about it yeah. trickling down to the players. I'm talking about oh, you know, we oh, we wake okay. up yeah, we wake up one day and DJ Chark is is built out like DK Metcalf. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> whoa, okay. The, what the fuck happened there? You know? DK Chark. So yeah, Love DJ it. Shark. He becomes shark. They, they they drop the chark and make it shark, and Love he just it. becomes the apex predator um, <laughs> uh, of the receiving core. But uh, so, yeah, so he's brought in. So, yeah, you can bring in guys like that, right? You can bring in guys as assistants. You can bring in guys like that to to help fill out your your ranks. You can bring in a couple depth guys. okay? but for those folks at home, and I know that you probably scared the shit out of some folks by mentioning Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is not coming to Jacksonville. okay? that's not not. that's not 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 going to happen. Okay, so. Making making those insane moves is is I I can assure you is not part of. It. There's a lot of uh, end of the world conspiracy guys that are writing about Urban Meyer coming here and it's just gonna wreck the program. They're gonna take uh, Justin Fields at number one. Don't oh, buy man. into any of that bullshit. Oh, okay, That'd be the worst. don't buy into any of that. Okay. He may have ties with Ohio State, obviously, and he's going to bring in some personnel, but it's not going to be life shattering. Okay. Okay. I need to know right now. All right. Devin, look this up. Has he sat down with Ron Middleton? Has Urban Meyer had a meeting with Ron Middleton? What is the employment status of Ron Middleton? I need to know right now because if Urban Meyer goes in the meeting with Ron Middleton and leaves saying, that's our tight ends coach. I, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, I if this guy survives another regime, dude. I I gotta tell you, bud. I'm almost positive Ron Middleton's hiding in the same broom closet as Todd Wash. <laughs> I'm I'm almost I'm almost positive. Todd Wash uh, still not fired. Is he still not fired? No, he's not fired. They're not going to fire him until they have a transition in place. There's no reason to fire someone at this point. The year's over. All, all you would be doing is just just firing him just just for the sport. And listen, if there's anyone out here that loves sport firing, it's me. I enjoy a good sport fire. But yeah. uh, at this point, there's no sense. And as you can see, their their interview guys, Raheem Morris was a candidate. I think he came in for a second interview. He's take he's ultimately taken the LA job. From what it seems, uh, what it seems like, but he did come in for a few uh, interviews the for head that coaching job. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. He, I yeah. loved him at DC. He was ultimately coming in for a DC gig here in Jacksonville. He's going to chase the head coach. Obviously, that's that's anyone would do. Um, but at least you see that happening, so you know for a fact. Okay, you can breathe at home. You can know that Todd Wash is not going to survive another regime change. He won't be back. They're they're obviously interviewing candidates to take care of that DC position. Who it's going to be, uh, time will tell. I mean, there's still a few candidates out there that you could look at. So, OC, uh, there is a rumor mill spinning on that. Nothing confirmed yet. Um, Linehan. Yeah, I and he brings in the NFL XP. He he, I don't really like it personally. But again, 
you, you got to also look at this team as a whole and um you know it's uh it's the urban meyer show and that's that's pretty much determined i mean he's not going to be calling plays um outside of calling plays though everything is going to go through the urban meyer channel and we'll, we'll touch on that uh here shortly Pat's dropping a hint there for you guys. We've got another management position that is now locked in, but all signs point to Urban Meyer is the showrunner here in Jacksonville. We'll hit on that in a minute, but first, it's time to cut the commercial. Don't go anywhere. Duval Hot Takes will be right back. Don't spit out your drink. And we are back with your Duval Hot Takes. First half of today's episode might as well have been called the Urban Meyer Show. Jacksonville's new head coach, you heard our takes there. Now we continue catching up on Jaguars news, so it's time to shift focus to the next headline. Towards the end of the season, General Manager Dave Caldwell was relieved of his duties and Director of Player Personnel Trent Balky. Balky, Balky, we, we were trying to figure that out before the show. Trent was named interim GM up until now. Now, the decision has been made to make this a more permanent arrangement, and Trent is now general manager for reals. Sean gave the take on Urban Meyer, so Pat, the floor is yours. Is this news in any way shocking? Do we care? Yeah, so Trent Balaki, Balaki, Bukaki, Butati, I don't, I don't really know how to say it. Um, Trent Bortles. <laughs> he comes in. Of course, he's your he's your uh, director of player personnel last year. Um, became interim general manager for all of two months this year. He comes in, um, and and from further discussion, they finally offer him the GM job full time. And and I'm pretty sure he's going to take it. It's all but confirmed now. Uh, so it's Schefter's tweeting. It and it's pretty much done. And uh, that that pretty much coincides with the the culture that's going to be in this team. I mean, Urban Meyer does command a, a certain level of control uh, on on a team, and you'll see that in his hiring of personnel. You'll see that in uh, how he manages things day to day. He's going to be as as about hands on as as you can expect out of a head coach. Not only from the day to day ops, he's going to want involvement in the draft coming up. He's going to want involvement in in player acquisition trades. He's he's going to want to say in that level. And, and typically, head coaches do not. I mean, they they kind of get a phone call and say, "Hey, this is the direction we're going to go in," and that's going to be it. No one was asking Doug Marone. Uh, what he wanted to do with Jalen or Ngakwe in in the in the you know in the turnover that that was occurring uh, this last year and the year before, so he's going to want some some involvement. He reports directly to Shotcom, which is different than what we were doing uh, the regime prior. the The direct channel is is going to be him to him. You know, it's, it's kind of like the triangle between uh, Trent, uh, Urban, and and Khan ultimately up at top. Um, so yeah, and and that Trent comes in. He's he was a uh, GM originally uh, at San Francisco um, for four years before ultimately getting let go there, um, and then he pops over here and starts doing uh, player personnel. And then he's eventually the, the the reason why I said everyone everyone saw this coming is because Trent's the the, the yes man guy, right? He's not his feelings aren't going to be hurt. By getting overran by by Urban, his he has no problem ceding a role to Urban or ceding certain role aspects to Urban, and it allows Urban to come in and, and pretty much still run the way he wants to run things. So, uh, this was pretty much the only avenue they had, I think, going forward. So it's not really that shocking that he gets the gig. Patrick, may I call you Patrick? 
Yeah, absolutely. What What would you say is the last uh, collegiate coach to come into the NFL to have really good success early on? Pete Carroll. Mm, uh, no, because he came in with the Jets before he came in with the the Seahawks, and he sucked with the Jets. That's the only guy I even know of that in the modern era has come in with success. Jim Harbaugh. Mm, yeah. Right. Jim Harbaugh took the job. He was at Stanford, and then he took the job with San Francisco and went to all the way to the Super Bowl and was one pass interference penalty away from winning the whole damn thing. Sure. Do you know who the GM that brought Jim Harbaugh in was? Yeah, it was Trent. Trent Baalke. Mm -hmm. So the last general manager to be in cahoots with a uh, career collegiate coach that came to the NFL and took a team to the Super Bowl was Trent Baalke. And it's quite ironic that like Jim Harbaugh was Urban Meyer's uh, arch nemesis in college. Urban Meyer beat him every time. Okay. Uh, But that was like they, they went back and forth all the time. They didn't like each other. And now... Trent Baalke will have been the GM for Jim Harbaugh and now Urban Meyer. And I just think it's crazy the way that those things kind of fall into place and they just come in line. He and Jim Harbaugh is a very, you know, controlling guy. He wants control of everything. And Trent Baalke had to, you know, weather that storm along with trying to put the best product on the field and doing his job, you know, you know, dotting the dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And I think he's got enough experience with dealing with a personality such as Jim Harbaugh for four or five years that I think he's the perfect guy to handle Urban Meyer. I think it was a really good hire. The general manager position matters a lot less when you have a head coach that's here to build a program and to kind of build a culture and is more about team building than about X's and O's. And if you had a coach that was about X's and O's, like a Joe Brady or or uh, Eric Bieniemy or um, you know even Raheem Morris, uh, somebody that was more NFL scheming, then the general manager position matters more because then that coach is going to be so focused on the you know daily process of of putting a game plan together and and all these things. Sounds to me like Urban Meyer is more about building and he's going to oversee the process kind of like a CEO would. And so then the GM's kind of like you said is more of a yes man. He's just there to to you know help out with Urban Meyer building the team. And uh, Urban, that's why he his stress is on staff right now because he's going to lean on them a lot because he has these health problems. He's got freaking cysts on his brain. Like the guy can't get too hyped to practice. He's going to have to have a good offensive coordinator. He's going to have to have a great defensive coordinator because Urban Meyer doesn't have a great defensive background. He does have a weird, weirdly good special teams background. I remember at Florida, his major thing was, I want my best players to play on special teams. It didn't matter if it was Percy Harvin, uh, Chris Rainey. Uh, it didn't matter what, if you, you, whatever best athletes you had were on special teams. So if he tries to do that stuff here at Jacksonville, that's going to get a little weird. If you see DJ Chark out there gunning again, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to get confused. I'll be like, oh, you can't do that. Come on. What are we Take doing? Take a special player to play special teams there, Sean. That's right. That's right. And, yeah. uh, the, you know, Urban Meyer likes to coach up the special teams. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. I just love this offseason is going to be so fun. Uh, just just trying to 
figure out what this team's going to look like, you know, like what the, what the draft's going to look like yeah. and just I mean, the sky's the limit, dude. It's all the makings of a of a hard knock season, honestly. If there was ever one to to come to Jacksonville, this is Oh a, yeah. This is this is a prime opportunity. Oh, what yeah. else could you possibly want? I mean, you want a clean slate, Urban Meyer Dang. transitioning from college to NFL, yeah. number 1 pick coming up, Trevor Lawrence at the helm, most yeah. touted prospect in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the script writes itself. Miles Shot Jack on. selling candles. I mean, you that, that that's a whole episode and that's Boom! There you go. AEW in your backyard. Well, I mean, what what more possible clown show could you possibly want to to see than than that? I mean, that's that's entertainment uh, at full value. That's worth the pay per view right there in, in itself. I mean, I, Gar- Gardner Minshew still might be the backup. And yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people out there say they don't care about Jaguars football, but I can assure you, people are going to start peeping in. Uh, especially during this offseason. It's going to start rolling on ESPN. Sean mentioned it earlier. You're going to get some primetime games this year. At minimum, I think three is a little little much, but at minimum two, you're going to get you a a nice Sunday nighter, maybe Monday nighter game on top of the Thursday night game. Um, So I I think for sure you're going to get more spotlight. It's already happening. I mean, if you look, if you turn on ESPN today, uh, we're on every other day talking about something uh, related to Urban or, or, or Trevor Lawrence or in, in another respect. So um, the the fact that the, the season hasn't even started and, and the pieces aren't even in place yet uh, is very telling. Sean mentioned it again also. We we came in this offseason knowing that the transition was going to happen, not knowing that Urban Meyer was going to seal the deal, but uh, the GM position, again, becomes not as important as we projected it prior that oc and dc position is going to be everything it's going to be everything you know you want you you hope that a guy with some nfl experience comes in i think there's a lot of there's got to be plenty of candidates available obviously you're watching all the head coaching positions fill as the days go on but uh, there's plenty of space available for uh, a, a guy that's you know looking to, to either make a name for himself or has made a name for himself, maybe looking for a different picture, doesn't like where this team is heading. I personally think Urban Meyer, and again, this is just me big-braining it here, I, I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be in for the head coach position for the long haul. And I not long haul. Again, don't no. No, don't don't get don't get scared. Don't get don't start cussing me out. Hear me out. I think Urban Meyer's ultimate goal is to GM. I think that's the that's the transition he wants to make personally. I think he spends five or six years head coaching, if that, and he ultimately transitions to a GM role, a little bit less hands off on the field. It's more manageable for him in his his future life. So I think I think that also I'll, I'll do you one better. Team president. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately Team President VP. Ultimately an, ultimately an what, NFL yeah. exec for a team uh with some with with some dabbling of, of player personnel. I think that's ultimately his goal. He's getting his feet wet at head coach. Don't get me wrong, his goal is still to win, obviously, because that's only gonna help him in the long run. But I think in five or six years we're gonna look down the line and he's gonna be uh you know, he's he's gonna be primed for an NFL exec, some type of uh, uh, position in the front office. I think that's that's, and that's that's how Trent's going to help in this transition as well. Is he's going to provide feedback? He's going to provide support, and it's going to allow Urban to kind of do it with training wheels on um, everything he's going to want to do eventually. But again, with that said, that's years to come. That's nothing to think about now. That's just me just spouting. Um, so I again, we look. We're in forward. the newlywed phase right now, baby. 
Or that's it. This is the honey. This is the honeymoon season right now. You know, we're we're we look ahead to OC and DC uh, moving forward. Hopefully, we we get some positions filled. Uh, Just before we go, Sean, do you got any any names you want to throw out for me? Any yeah, anything you'd like to see? Possibly, I just conversation. Joe Brady. I mean, Joe Brady's not going to leave Carolina, but he's my he's my guy. I, I can't believe he's not getting more head coaching buzz. I know he interviewed a few places, but. That guy's a genius. Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah, not really. I mean, I trust in Urban right now. We, the, we bring in Urban Meyer, and we say give him the keys, and the, the Shad Khan trusts him with everything. I just got to trust him with everything. Scott Linehan hasn't been in the league for a few years, but he's you know he's been with LSU, and now they're talking about bringing him in. I think – that I think that'd be a good fit. Whatever guy can can instill Urban's offense the way he wants, and a defense. I want Rex Ryan a defensive coordinator. I don't know what I want. Rex Ryan, damn you, it! You know you're not. And you're I, not the only one I've heard heard say that. Unfortunately, um, I want Rex Ryan. I want big fat Rex Ryan to come in here and run the defense because Urban Meyer isn't going to touch the defense. He's going to be all about the offense. And so we need a guy who has coached defense at a Super Bowl elite caliber in the NFL. And that the only guy I can see available is Rex Ryan. He was on he's been the defensive coordinator for I think four different teams that had a top three defense. You know, and, and he was on the Ravens for all those years that Ray Lewis was there. He was a stud. The freaking Jets, 2009-2010, the defense literally carried Mark Sanchez to the AFC title game back-to-back years. Rex Ryan knows defense. Bring his ass in there. Scheme up the 3-4. Let's get it going, man. We want an identity. Let's get Rex Ryan in this bitch, man. Come on now. We got. We already got. Uh, Urban Meyer was on TV last year, and now he's in the Jaguars. Rex Ryan's been on TV last couple years. Let's bring him in. Let's bring all the TV guys in here. I'll. You know. I'll talk. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Uh, three, four guy as well. Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl appearance. Uh, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Yeah. That's. Uh, he's old. Wade, I mean, Wade he's, Phillips. Guy's he's got a, a ring. Long guy. The guy puts together. Uh, conglomerate defenses, amazing defenses. I mean, that's that's a, he's he's announced he's looking for a gig. Also, it's crazy because they're both age, age to me is the only thing. He's been he's been in the game for a while. Wait, but wait, I mean, he's, he says he's looking for a gig. Uh, apparently on Twitter, you know, he's he's looking for some some action. Um, three four guy, which I think would excel on this team and uh, and and kind of uh, add a niche in, in in our in our defensive scheming. We got the personnel so. for it. We got the personnel yeah. for it for sure. Yeah, I I think I think that's the direction we we go in for sure. Just you, who's going to do it? You were telling me off air your idea. You got a name for offensive coordinator. Uh, go go ahead and was, yeah. I no, I do. You had a name. Uh, yeah. So you know, guys got a statue. If if that's if that's telling of anything, that's got to be a good thing on a resume. You know, any any job you interview for, I got a statue of me. You know, somewhere. Um, Tim Tebow, Dougie P. You know, Dougie <laughs> 2.0. Yeah, the guys. I mean, he's 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 just removed Super Bowl winner from two years ago. I mean, it's 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 astounding. He was a scapegoat for Philadelphia this year. I mean, that GM. You want to talk about bad GMing? You take a look into Philadelphia and see them trying to ram Carson Wentz as a as a as an NFL quarterback. You know, um, and and unfortunately, he's he, broken, he, dude. He took he took the fall for it. You know, but again, he he brought a city of Philadelphia a Super Bowl ring just two years ago. Um, we're using a backup quarterback. Okay, the Nick guy Foles, has a Jaguar set of great. Nick Foles is a Jaguar great. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you've watched that Super Bowl, that was one of the more fun Super Bowls I've watched uh, in the last 10 years. I mean, he he out chess played Bill Belichick, and it was he got more daring and more ballsy every drive of that Super Bowl. I was like, there's no way the guy's going for yep. fourth a third time. You know, with his back against the wall, and he did, and he and he and he converted, and they had some trickeration, and they had some gadget plays. Of course, you had the Philly special. Um, the guy was looking for the head coaching job in New York. That obviously got filled by Sala. These head coaching gigs are starting to get filled up. Time is moving. Time is 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 passing by. The head coaching. Uh, he was a head coach. The idea that he's going to continue being a head coach is slowly, uh, the window slowly closing as the days go on, you know? So I think that his offensive play calling is is some of the more exciting. It fits the Urban Meyer profile, okay? Ta- doing anything it takes to win, risking, Spread. you know, it all if, if you got to, to win, okay? It's, it's a very, it's a very, you know, fucking gun-ho personality and I think that fits the scheme I don't think he looks for control I think he I think he follows a channel pretty well if 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 it was me I bring him in for at least an interview you know for for OC uh I think that'd be exciting you you, you have a, a guy who is far more talented than Nick Foles will ever be mm-hmm. in Trevor Lawrence coming in so the ceiling is only up from there um you know he'd be spoiled with a a running back which which uh you know, at the time, what who do you have? You had Sproles or, or, or Scott still back yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, you had uh, you had Darren Sproles, and uh, I think Miles Sanders got drafted what two years ago. So, Sanders, that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, yep. but so, in the Super Bowl, I mean, I, they, it was Darren Sproles and some other guy. I, I I think that's a great spot for him. That's uh, I wouldn't mind that. Oh, Smallwood, Smallwood. Yeah, there Wen- you go. Wendell Smallwood and go. Corey Clement. Yeah, yeah. So you know, do you know? Uh, here's a hot take for you, Pat. I hate that. Yeah, are you are you almost done there? No, that's it. Let's go. All right. Um. So, do you know what the new offensive coordinator and Urban Meyer are gonna have under center in uh, 2021? Uh, who? The best quarterback in the AFC South. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence will get drafted in April and immediately be the best quarterback in the AFC South. And do you know why? That's because Deshaun Watson will already Because the Houston Texans (laughs) have screwed it up again, baby. They uh, screwed up Derek. David Carr, and now they're screwing up Deshaun Watson, and so the the, the Jaguars nation, we're ja- Duval till we die. We're just getting a free little. It's like we're watching VH1. You know what I mean? The the Real Housewives when shit just hits the fan and it's all it's all gross, and you know it's like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. It's awful, but you can't turn away. Yeah, that's us. We're just eating our popcorn, just watching this happen. Like, where is he going to end up? The Jets, the Panthers. Where is he going to end up? You going to trade him away? Let's do it. Who are they going to get? Darnold. Houston, who are you gonna have at quarterback next year, bud? Yeah, who, who are you gonna have? Tom, you're gonna bring back Tom Savage. It's <laughs> oh, we love Tom Savage. It's a uh, it's yeah, a bring hate, him back. It's a hate to see it if there ever was one. I mean, you, you start off last year with D Hop getting traded for a ham sandwich, easily the top three receiver in the league. You just you just let that walk out the door. Yep. This year, you have probably one of the most talented quarterbacks to play in the NFL. I mean, uh, don't let the record fool you last year. The guy was... Let the league in yards. The guy had nothing around him. He's got yeah. nothing around him. He's doing everything with the game. The guy's absolutely talented. I mean, fairly injury-free career so far. He's still young. Franchise quarterback. Uh, 
franchise it's, quarterback. It's insane to me yeah. that they're just going to run him into the ground. And I, he sees the writing on the wall. For those who don't know, he's got the same agent as Jalen Ramsey does. And if, you, if you're not following him on social media yet, start following him because it's the same dog and pony show uh, that Jalen Ramsey was putting out. You know, he got some... You got you put in some prayers. You put in some some Bible verses. Yeah. Uh, you start asking for you know. Hey, listen. He's liking. I can't. I hope. I hope that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. He's liking posts about him being traded. You know. He's 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 playing the same game, and, and the route tree looks very familiar. So it's um it's only a matter of time before that deal gets done. He's going to get out of Houston. You look across the across the pond. You got you got Indianapolis and Philip Rivers. Who's to say he comes back? He signed a one. He gone. He signed a one year deal this year i doubt that they give him another one hopefully you know they're, they're gonna look to to elsewhere although did well i don't think that's jacoby Brissett. i don't yeah you could look at jacoby Brissett, but i think that jacoby Brissett train is going to get exposed here soon he had a couple good games two years ago when they put him in he had like a four or five game stretch that looked really good earned him a contract off of that four or five game stretch so uh it makes sense to play him because you're 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 paying him decent amount of money to sit on the bench right now so uh, I think Philip Rivers was a do or die this year. They died, and that's the end of it. So Jacoby takes the reins. I I doubt he he makes that franchise as viable as as they should be. And then you, you look at Tennessee. Tennessee, Tannehill. you got Ryan Tannehill yeah. and the Derrick Henry show. I mean, that's that's who you're going to be competing for the next three years with. I think Trevor Lawrence comes into the league better than Ryan Tannehill. I think he comes into the league and he's already better than Ryan Tannehill. I, I truly I, and I, you know I, I stand I stand on that leg that I I projected and if you were listening to us before the season started I told you that Tannehill was going to give you uh, a, a slop season right he got that fat contract he was going to fall asleep behind the wheel he wasn't going to perform as well as he did but again Derrick Henry had two thousand fucking yards yeah. this year I mean it's hard to be a bad quarterback when your running backs giving you 2000 fucking yards. Indeed. I mean, good god. I I I there is there's few guys that that could royally screw that up. I mean, really. It takes a lot. You talking about Tom Savage. It takes a lot of 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 uh, bad talent to to be that guy to ruin it. So, um I think I think eventually that's going to work itself out. Derrick Henry can't do this for his entire career, okay? He just can't. You're asking a lot of a guy. The guy's taking a lot of wear and tear, a lot of hits. That's going to fall apart eventually. Listen, that AFC South is very prime for the taking, and everything is poised for us to go fucking get it next year, and I can't fucking wait. I'm going to throw out one crazy hot take. I don't even want a response to this. I'm just going to say it, all right? Next season, after this 2021 season, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys will be Tony Romo. Ooh, that's how I want to end it. Interesting. Okay, I could take yeah. that. McCarthy's out. McCarthy's out, and then Jerry Jones gives Tony Romo <laughs> a 10-year, 200 million dollar contract <laughs> to be the, the psych- head coach. The psychic Tony Romo is coming in to to call plays at Dallas. All right, now I can see. I'm that. telling you, you watch it. I'm gonna tell you what. It's a great time to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, baby. It is. Strap in, man. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun off season, guys. Have fun with it. This, this is a very few times a fan experiences this. Uh, well, you know, oh, before we go, who you got? Who you got? Winning the Super Bowl, dude. Who you got? Is we're down. We got four teams left. Who you got? Yeah, I've got. Uh, you know, I think it's gonna be. Um, I think it's gonna be Green Bay Chiefs, man. That's that's what. Same I think here, it's gonna be. dude. Same here, and I think yep. Green Bay beats them. I think Green Bay beats them. And an absolute classic. I think the State Farm Bowl is going to be insane. If Patrick plays, yeah. he's in the concussion protocol right now. 
Uh, I mean, Chad Henney, we'd love to see that Jack Jacksonville Jaguar. Chad, you know, great. Chad Henney go out there and yeah, lead the team. I, but I've, I've, seen, I've seen that a time or two. I know where the Henney show goes. So um, <laughs> if it's not, if, listen, if it's not Hennessy, I don't want to see Henny play. Okay. Oh, man. So, we love sipping on the Henny, baby. Oh, yeah, so man, I don't, uh, I don't want to see no Henny. Uh, I hope uh, prayers up to Patrick. I hope he does. I hope he recovers and, and gives those Chiefs another, uh, another run to the Super Bowl because I think uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes is going to be uh, a classic in the works. Yeah, so. Rodgers rate versus the Patrick Price man. It's not like that's we it, man. That Who wins a million times? Yeah, Who Rodgers wins? rate for sure. Uh, Green Bay, dude, it's going to be fun. Well, hey, the season's over for the Jaguars, right? So if we don't hear anything about new hires in the next couple weeks, maybe we'll do a pregame analysis for the Super Bowl. Keep ourselves occupied. But for now, that'll about do it for this week's episode of the Duval Hot Takes podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us today. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. My name's Sean Daly. I like uh, chocolate milk. Uh, Pat Smith, strawberry milk is far superior. You have made facts and stats. As I mentioned earlier, lots of rumors flying around Twitter while interviews take place. So follow us at Duval Hot Takes to see our takes in real time. Sean and Pat told you it's going to be a fun offseason. So we'll see you again soon. Peace. That Tony Romo take is going to come true. You watch. <laughs>